Hello and welcome to Mavs Plane, where every single day we're talking about a different topic. It could be something going on right now, something from Mavs history, a little bit behind the scenes of the organization. And I guess today is kind of a culmination of all of those things. We're going to take you behind the scenes of one of the most, uh, well, what's turned out to be one of the most famous nights in Mavs history. Joining me to do that is Lizelle Laron. What's up, Lizelle? Hi, how's it going? It's pretty good. I, I think... Uh, We've worked together for like seven years, and this is our first podcast together. So how about this that? This is our first like exclusive just you and I, because I feel like we've done a few pods where we've interviewed other people together, but it's just you and me, Bob. Yeah, just the two of us. This is the first time you and I have ever talked one-on-one before, so it's going to be interesting <laughs> to see how this goes. We don't sit across from each other in the office or anything, which who knows if we still do anymore. <laughs> If is if the office is still an office, uh, we'll see. Okay. We'll see in a couple months here. But um, so today we are going to talk about, like I said, one of the most famous nights in Mavs history. We are talking about the night of the 2018 draft. That is June 21st, 2018. Uh, of course, the Mavs got Luca. They got Jalen Brunson that night. So it, it kind of you know set the table for all the fun that we're having nowadays. Um, I was in Dallas that night. I was at the arena. Well, at first I was at the Mavs watch party. So if you were there, let me know. It was a great night um, over at the uh, at Ken Hall. But uh, I was there, and then I went over to the arena after they made the the Luca trade, uh, and you know, listened to to Rick and Donnie and Cuban talk about all that stuff. But Lizelle, you were at you were in New York. You were at the Barclays Center. You were I where was. all the magic happened. And so I was uh, what? There. I'm, yeah. So what I'm curious about for today's episode is, um, what can you share with us about that night? What is it like to be in the building during the draft and then also just you know i'm sure luca did a bajillion things once he got drafted and so you were kind of there with him every step of the way sort of the first kind of the first connection that he made with the mavericks so i guess just start at the beginning when you got there what what was that whole uh, set the scene for us yeah so when i got to new york i flew in the day before and then got to barclays so early i think that's one thing that I now like recollect my like memories from that day and we got to Barclays so early. I think it was just me on the content side. Nowadays we send a social person, we'll send a videographer, hopefully a photographer too, but I think it was just me for content and I met up with Alan um, Rakowski who's our PR manager, um, basketball communications and I remember I just got there so early, took videos behind the scenes and Barclays was so dope. The stage was all set up. I remember I tried to like get my phone out to make sure to record when Dirk would come up on the screen because it would just show like all the stars and stuff on there, their photos. And then I tried so hard to get Dirk when he would show up. But we just got there so early and we tried to like set our stuff down, get familiar with the area. And I just remember once it started, it was just a huge blur. I remember waiting for our pick and I heard like from Alan yo like I think we're trading up to get Luca because Luca got drafted at three from Atlanta and then we ended up drafting Trey at five so I remember standing in the back where when you go to these like NBA events there is like zero place for any of the social and like team employees to stand it is very like NBA run you just have to like find a place to stand and not get in the way, which you usually have to move from that place. Yeah, because they, they, they sell tickets to fans to sit in the crowd, but you're not in the crowd. You were in like a green room or something. Well, yes, you're supposed to basically be in the back, but 
for content and social, you want to get that moment when their name is being called, they're going up to the stage, and it's not like we can be, like, buddied up next to the stage and get that awesome shot. Like, they will maul you over before you even get halfway to the stage. So we, all the content people, my counterparts that I know from other teams, especially the ones that had top 10 picks, we're standing in the back, like, underneath a camera crane, trying to, like, not be in the way and trying to not, like have somebody from the NBA notice us so that they wouldn't like kick us out and like throw us in the back into a green room. But uh, it was good because I kind of stood next to Alan the whole time, which the NBA's understanding of like the PR person from the team that has to kind of escort him around to the different media stations. So I was just, just like, Alan, I'm going to be by your side this whole time. This is my first ever draft. He looks at me and he's like, well, this is my first ever draft too. Alan has been <laughs> with the team since 2000, 2011 and we just haven't had somebody go to a draft in his whole career time, like since 2011. And I mean, I joined the team in 2013. So we just haven't had a draft pick. I mean, we had a draft pick my rookie year, Shane Larkin, but we didn't send anybody, I don't think. Um, that yeah, I mean, year. it wasn't like a, you know, they only, only what, like five or 10 guys even go to the draft for players. Yeah. And obviously if you're picking top five, the guy you take is almost definitely going to be there. But if you're I think Shane was like 13th or 15th or something like that. So he wasn't even in the building, I'm sure. Yeah, we like didn't even send a PR person then. So it was both mine and Alan's first time like ever working a draft. So we were just kind of out of our element trying to make it happen. And I just remember Luca being called for the Hawks and then Alan just kind of like looking over at me and just like, hey, like we're going to trade up for him. Like we ended up drafting Trey. So I got the video of uh, like Dallas Mavericks select Trey Young. So I have that video, but obviously never got posted because I was just like, well, I'm not going to post this. People are obviously going to be like, what the heck? So once they drafted Luca and he had his like stage side interview and he has his Atlanta Hawks like hat on, I think obviously the word had already gotten out that he was going to get traded. So they take him to this back room. They switch out his hats. He emerges from this back room. And that's where me and Alan are. And there's this, all this media, all these like photographers in this tiny hallway. And we basically flank his side for the rest of the like evening. And we go to all these different media stations. He, he actually ends up taking a call with Mark. And I got some pretty cool behind the scenes videos and pictures of that. I asked him to do a selfie video. He did a selfie video. So that was awesome. And yeah, just his first moments, it was just such a whirl. Like, it was so fun to, like, see him go through all this stuff. And it's crazy because you could already tell he was kind of used to it. And just him interacting with the other rookies that were getting drafted. I don't I don't even remember when, like, Jalen Brunson got drafted in the second round. So it was just crazy following him around. And everybody wanted a piece of Luca. Like, every single media station. Mm -hmm. So it was awesome to just kind of be there in, in the background and you have to kind of know how to navigate in those situations. You don't ever want to get in somebody's shot. You want to always like help his mom and his grandma. They were all there too. So there were some cool like behind the scenes of them getting their photos done with Luca. So yeah, that's kind of like what it was like that night in the Barclays center in a little nutshell. It was very atypical in Dallas too, because like you said, I mean, your first year full-time was my first year part-time, so we've both been around for a little while, done, done a lot of drafts. Um, that was the first time that there was ever even anyone really taken in the first round since I've started because Shane Larkin was 2013. I wasn't at that one. Been through 14 through 20, and so you know most of their picks have been second-round guys. And so basically what we do is you know a bunch of the media people, and you're usually there. Uh, in this case, you were in New York, but we all go to the AAC and um, – you know, the Mavs pick will be announced on TV after whatever 
pick mm-hmm. 46 of the second round. We're sitting there for four hours waiting for this pick, and then it finally happens. And then out comes Mark, Rick, Donnie, Michael Finley. Uh, and, you know, they'll say a few words about the player or whatever and go back because, you know, they're, they could have another pick or they could be making a trade or whatever. And so it's kind of like a frantic night where for five hours you're sitting around doing nothing and then like 10 minutes of action happens and then you're done again. Yep. This was different, obviously, because we're picking at the very top of the first round. Um, so all the excitement was right up front, but that draft party was actually really cool. There was, it was at Canton hall. So there's probably, I don't know, I don't know how many people it fits probably like 500 people or something there, uh, packed into this place. And, uh, I was there, Dennis was there, Sean Marion was there, Derek Harper was there. And I just interviewed all those guys kind of one by one. And, uh, I remember, uh, you know, the, the word came out that they were going to trade for Luca and it was a very exciting moment for me because you know I spent the entire 17 18 season watching Luca highlights and just like channeling yeah I remember you like watching YouTube and just being like this is the guy that we want and I'm like huh like not college (laughs) I was trying to I was trying so hard to put put that energy into the universe but uh so then it finally happened and it was awesome but it did happen so fast and so I've always kind of been curious like you found out from Alan obviously which is um you know he's he's got many more connections than you or I do because he's like with the team obviously but um how that came together so quickly going from you know I guess it it worked for you because we were the fifth pick had we been third and taken Trey then you would have been doing all this Trey stuff and then all of a sudden we'd have been like oh yeah he's not our guy but I guess maybe because Luca was taken or because Trey was taken after you were able to kind of like figure out what was going on yeah it definitely gave us like a little bit of buffer time from the moment Luca was drafted, finding out, waiting for when Trey was going to get drafted, and then like having to make sure that that trade did happen and go through. Because sometimes like we could hear about it, but it's not official until it's official. So yeah, that was just there was a weird like lull time in between it, but it was really quick. Yeah, yeah, it happened very very fast. It was one of those things where like. I remember where I was. I remember who I was talking to, what I was with. I had a piece of pizza in my hand and uh, found out we were making the trade and we were all giving each other hugs and everything. And uh, it felt like it was all worth it. Um, but then after that, so he gets drafted and you said you were going around one by one um, to do all his interviews and everything. So I'm assuming he did one with what ESPN, NBA TV, just national stuff or what, what kind of things was he doing after he got drafted? Yeah, so right after he got drafted, there are these, like, photo stations that NBA Twitter or, like, Twitter sports sets up, and it's, like, these sets, and it always looks like the city that's hosting it. So there was just this really cool, like, Brooklyn-inspired set that the player would, like, stand in, take pictures. There's one with, like, a gold ball and, like, maybe some sort of bridge. Um so I remember that pretty vividly when Luca would go and do those different pictures, which that's actually out in the open in the arena. So fans that are sitting in the stands could have seen that while the draft is still going on. So once that finished and wrapped up, we kind of went to the back where they have all the different interview rooms. He did like a formal sit down, like what you would see post game kind of scrum or media availability. So he sat down, did that. And then there's all this just like individual type of station so then they go to the practice court and the practice court is just stationed off with like pipe and drapes and every single different outlet radio tv different social media accounts have a station and 
Allen on PR is buddied up with like an NBA rep and they're kind of knocking out the list one by one. You're trying to get those moments of him coming in contact with another like rookie and trying to get all that kind of stuff. So it was fun because him and DeAndre Aiden are, I guess, pretty close. And I noticed that on draft night, they had a lot of back and forth kind of stuff, which is interesting, obviously, because Luca doesn't have any college experience and DeAndre does. And to, to see how like close they were even on that night was fun, just in those quick moments. And uh, yeah, I, I, w- I saw that again the night Luca won Rookie of the Year. DeAndre Ayton was there. He was also up for nomination. And all the different media stations, just that same type of banter that they had on draft night was just so cool to see. But yeah, that was basically the rest of the evening. was following Luca around, him making phone calls. There was one moment where it was just me and Alan and him in this like private room. And he had to like make a couple calls. And it's one of those moments where you're thinking like, okay, like what more can I get from him? But I could just tell he was really exhausted. So I was just like, all right, let's give him this moment. He's in front of cameras all the time. Let's just like be human and like let him have this moment to either make that phone call or whatever. He's not with his family. It was literally just me and Alan and whomever was watching the room. So that was pretty cool. That's something that kind of sticks out in my mind is just that moment where it kind of like settled in. We weren't around any cameras. Um, and yeah, I just remember him doing all these different stations and all these photos and everything from that night. And then it was over. All of a sudden it was over. You All of a sudden and, it was over. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it was time. I mean, for the Mavs back in Dallas, it was time for them to right after the pick for like, you know, 20, 30 minute window. Um, because the, of course the first round, each team gets whatever five or seven minutes to make a pick. And so you can kind of take some time off. And so, uh, immediately after they got Luca, I zoomed over to the arena. And when I got there, like Mark was doing an interview, I think with Ben and skin, um, or somebody, maybe, maybe not Ben and skin. If it, if it wasn't Ben and skin, I apologize, but I'm pretty sure it was Ben and skin, but either way, uh, you know, there was still some stuff going on, but then it was like right back to work and it was get Jalen. And, uh, of course we did a, uh, whole media phoner with Luca. Mm-hmm. Normally when the Mavs draft, it's like, you know, a second round guy, or even at the bottom of the first round, these guys aren't at the arena. Like we said, you know, there's only like the very top guys that are at the Barkley center. And so uh, in this instance, because Luca was there, they were able to get him on the phone with everybody that wanted to call in from the arena. And so there's like 50 media guys all trying to get Luca to ask questions. And I'm sure it was driving him crazy. I'm sure it was driving Alan crazy. Um, but finally that ended and then, okay, it was time for Jalen. And then the next thing, you know, like the draft was over and it was like 1130 at night and where had all the time gone. And then the next day, uh, I went home and got some sleep. And the next day you had to fly home from New York. But by the time you even got on your plane, Luca and Jalen were already in Dallas because there was the press conference, uh, as well as like photos, you know, that that we got with Luca and, uh, with Jalen and a couple like interviews, um, so like you were the first other than Alan, I guess you and Alan were the first Mavs employees that Luca met. Well, I was maybe the second because uh, <laughs> I did a little interview with them. So it's, it's funny. What was that, that like? Uh, it was OK. The video is on YouTube. And so what happened was they were taking uh, photos and videos and stuff like in their jersey and, you know, meeting coaches and stuff. And um, so I was just waiting like on the side to interview him. Yeah. I was kind of like, you know, I just had like my hand kind of on my neck or like my chin, like resting, you know, my hand like this. And uh, we're video chatting. So you see what I'm doing. Yes. But anyway, I was doing that for a long time. And so we finally came over and it was time to interview. And so I took my hand off and we started right away. So if you find this interview on YouTube, there's this giant red splotch on my <laughs> neck 
like huge, you know, and, and it's, it's like the imprint of my hand on my neck, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was a whirlwind for them. I'm sure. I mean, like you, like you went back to your hotel, got some sleep and stuff, but those guys hopped on a jet and came to Dallas right away. Yep. And, um, that was just a, a crazy, crazy 24 hours. Um, but that was one of many times that you went to New York that summer. Yes. That was, that was a pretty busy summer for you. That was a very busy summer for me. And I was actually just mentioning it before we hopped on this pod to you that that's the summer that we launched our NBA 2K League. So I was going to New York almost every other weekend to cover our 2K League team. And when you hit me up about wanting to record this pod, I was like, wait, what are my memories from that night? I had to like go through my Google photos and like find the day and look at all the pictures I took for work because it was just like at the time, another trip to New York. It was just crazy, crazy busy summer flying every other week. So I wish like these memories were fresher in my mind because it's such like a historical night. But that summer was a complete blur. Like I was there for the NBA 2K League draft. So I'd already seen the Barclay through a draft like scenario type of thing. Well, Madison Square Garden, but in New York for the draft, in New York for all the different like games, in New York for the NBA draft. So yeah, it was just a very busy summer that summer. Then you said, too, that you were there. This was in L.A. Um, last summer for the Rookie of the Year award show. Was that, that was at Staples, right? Yes. Yeah, no, so well, were... it was in a hangar, but okay. it, it was in L.A., yeah. Okay. Um, so you were there whenever Luca got his Rookie of the Year award. So I think what you're telling me is either your life is super badass <laughs> or your Luca's good luck charm. Uh, Who knows? Everywhere you it's... go, something good happens for Luca. An uh, award after another. Yeah, yeah. One just huge milestone after the next. Uh, what was that night like being there for Rookie of the Year? Because, I, I mean, that was a much, much less of a surprise for us than getting Luca in the first place. I mean, every, everybody really with kind of a brain knew that Luca was going to win that award. But still, there was some tension and excitement just, you know, being there around all those guys and everything. Yeah, I would say that that's the exact feeling I always feel is that I'm excited, but under so much pressure. There's just a pressure to perform. There's pressure to get the content, get something that nobody gets to see. That's why I'm there. And that's why they're paying me to be there. And getting to the NBA awards so early. And thankfully, there was a lot of Mavs staff there because Mark was there, Sint, our CEO, were there. Whenever the award show was still going on, I was sitting at their table. It's like a dinner um, and Sarah, Sarah Melton, our VP of basketball communications at the time, she was there too, representing for PR. So it was a lot of fun because that was actually not just me on content. Jonathan Lim, our videographer that you just interviewed as well, he was there. So it was fun to get to share that experience with all of them working. Um, seeing Luca on the red carpet was awesome. Seeing him just kind of go up to the stage and accept his award it's one of those things where, again, like you're not up close to the stage to get that awesome angle because you don't want to be in the TV camera view way. But I was standing back with Sarah and we just basically waited for him to get off stage and then take him to all his different media, um, different media stations. And that was exactly kind of like what it was like draft night. I mean, you just wait for him to get off stage. He's carrying this huge trophy. And I just remember like so like being so excited the whole time. 
And anytime he had to do an interview or anything, I would always offer to hold the trophy. I'd be like, oh, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll and just keep it if you want. I'll keep it. <laughs> we, oh my God, we took selfies with that thing. We were just like, like, it was like, we won. It was so fun to see like Sarah holding what the trophy. What does the Rookie of the Year trophy look like? What, what is that trophy? Huge. It was, it was huge. It's a big like glass, I think glass trophy, but the base is like huge. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just so heavy. And I just remember he had to take all these pictures with it, but then they would want poses with him and not the trophy. So I would just be right there. Like, I'll take it from you. <laughs> like <laughs> offering to hold the trophy at any opportunity. But yeah, it was fun to like see him receive that award and his family be there and Mark be there and all the MAM staff that was there too. So yeah, that was a great night as well. How much, uh, because that was kind of the, the beginning and the end of his rookie year really. And you were there for both moments, which is pretty cool. Uh, how much kind of like, I don't know, development, maturity, uh, how much did he change? I mean, you saw him do like 55 interviews, two nights, one year apart almost to the day. So it, I mean, it, it's like you got to see him grow up kind of. Yeah. I mean, Luca is calm, cool and collected. Like I remember him being drafted and him just being so professional about everything. I feel like most other rookies that come from college, they're exposed to media type of things, but not like Luca was. He won MVP in the Euro League. His Euro League team won their national or their championship. So he's been around the block when it comes to that kind of stuff. So it was just a lot of fun seeing him still bright eyed and like exposed to the NBA life on draft night. And then by the time NBA awards and him winning rookie of the year came around, it was just like you could tell there was growth, but he was completely just calm and like collected just did everything with poise, went through every media station, did what they asked for, took the pictures, and he was a professional. Like, he was a true pro. Like, I really can't put in any other words, and I just don't know what it would be like with any other rookie and them having to go through that because it's like Luca had been there before. It was so cool to see just that develop from the night he was drafted to the night he wins Rookie of the Year because he – definitely kind of stayed the same he just definitely approached both of those scenarios kind of the same way you could tell he was excited but he's also not a person that expresses emotions like off the cuff like that you'll see it on the court you'll see it all over the different places but when it comes on instagram to, live after midnight we'll show yes, a lot of emotion on there listening to bad bunny and singing along or something but yeah, yeah him rookie of the year night was just so much fun to see go through all those different media stations. The opening and the close. If you look in the background, you'll find Lizelle in many of those photos, just <laughs> like kind of just off stage. Barely. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, here's the hoping that you don't have to go back to the draft anytime soon, uh, because typically that means that we have a very high pick, which obviously we're not <laughs> trying to do. And in fact, the maps have traded most of their first round picks or not most of them, but they, Oh, uh, next summer's pick, and then likely 2023 as well. Um, they'll be sending those to New York. We do have our first-round pick this summer, this fall, whenever the draft will be. But right now, obviously, we're in the playoffs, so we won't have a lottery pick, and so I'm not sure that we'll be sending you up there. No. But uh, you'll, you'll be sure. welcome to hang out at the arena for me. They always have fajita night at the arena on draft night. Yes. And uh, it always very, very – it excites me very much. <laughs> fajita night is definitely – a highlight 
to game nights when it's fajita night. Yep. Yeah, they got fajitas and they got cookies every time. And sometimes I'll have, like, pretzels, nuts, little, uh, what do you call it, like, Gardetto kind of things, you know, like uh, trail mix almost. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the savory trail mix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And all the soda that you can drink. Yes. Is, uh, who, who doesn't love free soda? Um, okay. Well, this is fun. Is there is there anything else, um, any other memories from that night or any any little anecdotes or anything uh, you'd like to share before we get out of here? No, I think I just basically touched on all of it. It's just a whirlwind because you go in it and you don't really realize what you're doing. Like, obviously, I knew I was going there to cover a draft or the NBA awards, but I feel like I can't really like live in the moment until afterwards when I'm like, all right, it's over. I don't have to worry about it anymore. There's so much pressure to get all the content behind the scenes right when it's happening, post it right when it's happening, make sure you're doing the right app mention. And at the time, that's when we also rolled out Chime, or not Chime, sorry, Five Miles, our jersey patch. So I remember that I was responsible of getting a photo with Luca holding his jersey with the Five Miles jersey patch. So yeah, there's just a lot that goes into it. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into that night outside of just trying to get good content. It's all the stuff that you have to kind of know how to navigate, be a fly on the wall, type of thing so yeah that kind of reminds me of what sarah said uh whenever she was on with you and becca if you haven't heard that episode by the way go listen to it it was awesome to hear sarah yeah tell some stories about i mean she's seen it all but especially what she was talking about um as it relates to this conversation was the 2011 finals run after it was over she wasn't like the night that they won she was like on her laptop all night answering emails and doing all this stuff and she didn't really get to enjoy uh, the championship the way that everybody else did until after the parade. Because, of course, right. you go back to Dallas and it's time to plan a parade. And there's, that's even more stuff to worry about. Um, I feel like it's kind of like that a lot of the times with this job. Is you know, It's not that we can – I'm not complaining about that or anything. But there's just a lot of stuff that happens where, you know, like 41211 is a really good example of this yeah. too. Yeah that whole night was not only a super emotional experience for everybody in the building, but also we were like, we we're busting our butts, you know, running all over the place and, and getting all this stuff to post and everything. And so it's like, sometimes you have to, you have to really like, I don't know, concentrate and, and that can kind of take your attention away from like the experience of it all. But um, I don't know, you always kind of need to like stop and smell the roses and, and, and soak it in because some of the stuff that we get to experience is pretty freaking awesome exactly couldn't have said it better myself bob well it took me a very long time to say it so maybe you can't say it better but you could definitely say it quicker (laughs) (laughs) all right cool well thank you lizelle for coming on today and uh and sharing those stories and maybe uh maybe we'll the next time we talk about a behind the scenes thing following luca around it'll be whenever he accepts his finals mvp award or something we can do that one here in a few months maybe have a championship ring too that would be pretty cool that would, be that, dope. Would be, that would be pretty cool. I, w- I would not complain about having a championship ring. Uh, even if I have to stay up until 4 a.m. answering emails, I'll do all that stuff for, for a title. I'll yeah, do anything. Exactly. Same. Uh, okay, if you like this episode of Mavs Plained, please do us a favor and uh, maybe leave a little five-star review. Uh, or if maybe this is something that you want, you want to hear more about uh, or you want to hear something a little different, let us know in the comments. Hit us up on uh, on social. I'm Bobby Corella. She is Let's Tell Lizelle. We're both Dallas Mavs, uh, so we'll see all your stuff. Uh, give us your feedback. What do you want to hear about? We do an episode every single day, so there's plenty of time. 
uh, to, to hit on whatever topic you're, uh, you're, you're jonesing to get a little bit more of. Um, so let us know. And uh, until then, she's Lizelle. I'm Bobby. This is Mavs Plane, and we'll see you tomorrow. See you next time.